What is going on, my diddly dudes? This is Big on Josh Lampton, and tonight I have no one other to my immediate right. The guy, Chad, was popping. What's up, big dog? Big dog Joshua T. Big Joshua T. Lanton. What's happening? What's happening? Not much. Not much. What are you drinking on tonight, bro? Uh, I got some uh, local brewery. I got that uh, Milwaukee's Outbound MKE Brewery. Mm. A little shout out to the oh, local delicious. brewery area. Oh, Support your local breweries, local. folks. I am also drinking a local brew. It's called a Capri Sun. Capri is from Roseburg, del- Oregon? Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> and if that's not true, then it's not. But Fuck it, it sounded good for the sake of this. Yep. Fuck it. It's true you know now. What's, you know what's what makes Capri Suns unique? What's that? They're the only sun you can drink. That is true. And you know what else is crazy about that? Is that they are now starting to make here in Wisconsin, I don't know if they're doing this in Oregon, alcoholic beverages that look like Capri Suns in those in yes. those little pouches. It's for our generation because we love Capri Suns, so why not get a little tipsy? Why not and then they got them in like stuff? popsicle sticks, and they got the ones that you can put in the freezer, like the freezer pops and shit, like all alcoholic now. Little little tequila in them. They got margarita flavor. The whole thing, the whole gamut. Maybe they should go with like Capri Moons, the alcoholic version, Capri Moons. I would drink a drip think- blue moon in a Capri Sun pouch in a heartbeat. The Capri Sun. There you go. Oh yeah, I would. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey. Thanks for being on the show tonight, but get this. Yeah, no problem, man. We're ending the show. We're ending the show right now. Hey, thanks for having me. Welcome to part two. (laughs) All right, here we are. (laughs) Right into it. Get this. Listen, about five years ago, you were on the show, and we were talking about Avatar, okay? We were getting into it. Yeah, we were. Look at this. Fast forward to now. Avatar. Bam. Netflix. I think COVID played a little bit into that. We got If you want to look into things that came good from COVID, it's the plethora of shows we now have to watch. And one of those is The Avatar on Netflix. Have you dabbled? I actually watched the entire book one of the original uh, Last Airbender series. But see, honestly, though, I've watched them so many times. I, that, that, it's just like it's embedded in my brain. You know, Avatar, Avatar, everything is just embedded because I've watched that series so many times. And I wasn't a kid watching it either. I was an adult. You know, I think I was 25, 26 when the show was new. And as an adult, I love that show. And I know a lot of adults do. It wasn't just a kid show. It was a very well-written, well-done show. The show's fire all around. I mean, it came out when I was in early high school days. Yes. And it was it was honestly at the time probably one of my favorite cartoons ever ever made which is i'm i was a cartoon guy man i mean i like everything from the 90s x-men that's a fire series to you know all the spider-mans all that good shit avatar drops and it was like ooh and for me because dragon ball z was at that time like the only like anime i was watching right that's like the that's right, as far yeah. anime as i ever went well then this dropped and it kind of had that same feel to it some people even say Avatar is an anime. I I believe it's an American anime, like a a, a car- cartoon. Yeah, but whatever. I could see that. I feel like it's got some American anime style to it. You know, American anime is more like Bugs Bunny and all that crap. But you know, The Simpsons. But this this is uh, you know this is good, man. Like this show, 
regardless if it's anime or not, it was just a well-written show. It was very complex for its time. You know, there was a, it, it was a little for everything. It had something for the parents, the kids, everybody. And a little fun fact, a little fun fact about how I got into this show was actually because of you. Uh, we were actually in Roseburg. We were visiting for vacation 10, so, 10 or so years ago or even longer now. And we that. went to go see a Transformers movie. And the debacle that is the last airbender that M. Night Shyamalama Lama Wow Wow came out with, uh, I was like, dude, what is that show? And you're like, that's a cartoon on Nickelodeon. And you're like, that thing is fire. You need to go check it out before the movie comes out. I was like, yeah. So I went to Blockbuster and I rented all three books. And I, and I binged it. I probably, got, I probably finished all three in a week. And then, of course, the movie came out a year later and it was complete horseshit. Just a deboggle. Yeah, it Just was a debacle. Complete horseshit. Worst movie I've ever oh seen my. in my life. You know, what's, you know what's crazy? I remember that happening. I remember because you you asked me that in the movie theater. Because it was fire. It the, was, the fucking mm-hmm. the the trailer for the movie was um was amazing. Was. The way they did that, exactly. the way he was went, you know, he was he yep. was using airbending to put out the camera. That was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it had a good trailer, and it gave we me interest in the cartoons too. Which is oh, still my favorite Transformers. I mean, that was all around great day. We, I think we went, uh, I think we went to a midnight show, if I'm not mistaken, and that Transformers we too. Did. I remember just having a blast, just being there late. The movie was good. Mm-hmm. That was a good night. Oh, yeah, uh, it was fire. I really like that movie too. Transformers Two is probably my favorite too of the franchise. It's it's a great movie. It yep. really is. Did you ever get into Legend of Korra? I couldn't help that because you know, Aang. Badass Avatar. Obviously, I want to follow the next one in the in the cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, and I think I mentioned this on on the podcast five six years ago. Avatar Roku is my guy, but I was really interested to see you know another Avatar, you know um, a water bending Avatar, and Korra gets a lot of shit. People give her a hard time because she's emotional. She reacts a certain way. Um, not Ang at all, and I think people had a hard time with that change. But I'm going to tell you here and now, on DogCast, I'm a big fan of Korra. I like Korra. I like the direction she went in. I don't give a shit about her sexual orientation. I don't care. She can like girls, boys. I don't care. She is a badass avatar in her own right. Only thing I had an issue with on Korra, maybe you did too, is that she destroyed, not on purpose, but she destroyed the avatar cycle. All past lives were gone. Do not like that. But it is what it is. I don't like that either. The, that's here's the thing with that. Legend of Korra for me, I felt was a great series, but I kind of mm-hmm. really only like the first season. The first season was absolutely fire because that brought in a whole other aspect of bloodbending, which we had never heard of yet. Oh, You're in great. a time where everybody's where everybody's already doing the advanced form, like metal bending's a thing, lightning bending's just a thing. Whereas we didn't get that in the original Avatar. So Legend of Korra starts. I'd be like, holy shit, dude! Like everybody's balling nowadays. But then you're right. like, what's the upgraded version of water? And they go right into it, and it's bloodbending. And so, I mean, that was just a great aspect. And then, like you're saying, then it got into it, and it really got into the spirit bending. And every villain she had after that was just so much stronger than her, and yada yada. And then she loses the entire Avatar cycle. And, I mean, if they wouldn't have did that aspect where you didn't lose Avatar cycle, think about it. You just had an airbender series. You just had a waterbending series. Avatar's huge. They could have capitalized on that, dude. They could have went earthbending as the next one and then firebending. Just end it. You know what I mean? 
Just, yeah, you they could have just gone in all four that. cycles. You're absolutely right. There's so many ways they could have branched off to make that awesome. Low-key, though. My, my favorite enemy, or the, my favorite bad guy in, of all series, low-key is Amon. Oh, my God. Because he, of the blood bending. Dude, the fact that he could take your bending blood away bending. with blood bending. Mm-hmm. Low-key, my you know. favorite bad guy in that entire series. So, it, now, is he your favorite Avatar as a whole? How about your Avatar universe? Is he your favorite villain? Yeah, I would say so. Um, Zaheer is a close number two. And then, of course, uh, Lord Ozai. Fire Lord Ozai. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's obviously in the top five of those, or top three for me. But Zaheer, between Zaheer and Amon, man, I go back and forth as the biggest bad guy. So if, if you can give Korra anything, the fact that that show had the best bad guys of of the series, at least you can give that credit to the to the series. They did have some really, really good bad guys in that show. My oldest actually binge-watched the Avatar The Last Airbender in probably three weeks, start to finish. So, so I was trying to, to watch a couple. I was trying to watch a couple episodes with here with him here and there, but he would just like lightning through him, you know. And I uh, work, so I don't have time to watch every episode of Avatar. But uh, I can tell you one thing: that show holds up. Oh, it does. It holds Easy. up well. Now, I, 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 I was just an enjoy. I actually, to be honest with you, I honestly feel like I even enjoy it more now than I did then. Is that is that wild? Yeah, I, I kill so. I can't stand the boy in the iceberg episode. The first episode of the Avatar cannot get into it at all. Like I did the original 0%. time I watched it, but when I watch it back now, I'm like, oh, this thing is so slow. It's boring. Mm-hmm. But if you get past episodes one and two, you get if you go right to episode three of the Avatar series, hell, yeah, get get into middle of episode two. The rest is easy to watch. After that, the show is fire from then on out. I don't know what it is about episode one of the of the original series. I just can't seem to get behind it, and it's the same for Korra too. I don't like the first episode of Korra either. It's slow. Well, I, can, I don't know I why they did it right that way. Why that is? I can tell you right now why it is. Because the reason why we didn't think it was a big deal when we first watched it was because we had never seen it before. So when you go back and watch the original opening episodes for both series, it's so slow to us because by the time we're done with the series, they're all they're popping, they're throwing fire, lightning, all this shit. Right, but then you go to the first episode. They're like, "I'm just kind of learning to myself." And hi, we're just meeting everybody. I've never been a big, big fan of openers, though. So I mean, yeah. especially not the second time around. Like that, that like if, even if you go to movies, I have a hard time going back and watching the first of anything. Like because it's always them figuring themselves out. Movie usually starts out in half of the show. They don't have their powers or whatever it is. And right. then they have to they come over all this diversity, and then all this, and then at the end, oh, we're there, and then by the second one, they're off and popping, and all that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's like but, me with Spider Man Homecoming, man. I, I'm not a big fan of that the first Spider Man Homecoming, but I love Far right. From Home. Big fan of that, right? Exactly. So I, I get what you're saying. That that's a good example of that. Um, the only the only time I think I ever watched something that like started the whole gambit of things that I've ever really liked that I thought was fire was the original Iron Man. Other yeah. than that, most things to me kind of slow at the start. The original Iron Man and the original Captain America, both of oh, those. Oh God, yeah, I yes. Can... First Avenger, absolutely fantastic. That okay? Agree? I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, but is the first Avenger arguably? 
second place for the first series, for the first part of the Infinity Saga. Yeah, I would say number it's one. either the number one or number two, because Civil War, to me, feels like the number one movie of the entire series to me. And, and, and again, that everybody has their opinion. I think it's Civil War and then First Avenger. No, no, what, what, what I'm saying is that that is the best one for that first series leading up to the first Avengers. So, like, Avengers is the best one of that series. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and okay, then, so yes, yes, absolutely. Best movie of that series. And, every, Iron and every, everyone says Iron Man. Two. Everyone says, oh, it's Iron Man, it's Iron Man. But for me, it goes Avengers, first place. Winter Soldier, I mean, not Winter Soldier, um, the first Avenger, Captain America's first damn movie, is number number two, and then Iron Man's third for me. Personally. I, I would say that it's it's Captain America, the Avengers, and Iron Man. But uh, Iron Man and the Avengers can go, you know, share number two, because they're both fire. Um, and, and I put Thor dead last on that. I even put the Incredible Hulk above the first Thor. I like the first Thor, but I'm not saying it was shit. I'm just saying I put that above it. Speaking of the Winter Soldier and Captain America as a whole, I honestly think that Captain America standalone movies are better than Iron Man standalone movies. Because if you think about it, only Iron Man one is really a good movie. Iron Man Two is it's okay. Eh, it's alright. Iron yeah. Man Iron Iron Man Three is some kind of a throwaway movie. It's Captain trash. America One, Captain America One Fire, Captain America Two Winter Soldier, arguably one of the best movies in the Marvel Universe, and then the third one is Civil War. Yeah. Civil War is second to me for the best movies in the entire franchise. Dude, I love Civil War. I I go back and watch that one over any of the other ones first. Like if I'm gonna do a Marvel binge. I watched that yeah. first because I can't help it. Like Civil War is my top movie, man. Like, it feels like it's, it's just an, awesome an extension movie. movie of the Avengers. It's a, it's a Captain it's America the, movie, but it feels like an Avengers movie to dude, me. And it's it's the Avengers we needed because Avengers two was mediocre, and then yeah. we got Civil War, and it was fire. Yeah, it was so. It good. was literally the Avengers we needed, and I know there's so many people out there that will agree with me on that. That Civil War or Avengers Two is night and day. Oh Land yeah, style. definitely. And that's and that's a good comparison to like the Avatar series too. Like with the movie, the movie shit, you know. But I would say so. Let's compare books. If you had to compare, but I'm not talking about series like Korra One, Ang Two. I'm talking about the books that came out. And, and and I want your opinion, but I'm gonna get mine first here, just to get it out of the way. Book three. Last Airbender, the best in that entire series, in my opinion. Fire. I would agree with that. I would agree Book with three, that. Book three, fire. And literally, it was called Fire. Right. Because and I would knew. say number two They knew the is, show was going to be fire. Things were going to get lit. I would say number two is Book two of the original series. And this might come to surprise you as my number three. But Book two of Korra with, with Avatar 1... Is then my second fa- or my third favorite series of all of books of all of the series. Oh, so you're you're in, you're intertwining Legend Legend of Korra. I'm talking about books of all the series, like uh, you know books one, two, and three of of Aang, and books one through four for Korra. So wait a minute. So you like season two of Legend of Korra more than season one? Uh, I, I'm because I'm kind of backpedaling here because I I do really like that series. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'd have to say series one or book one and two of Korra was really good. 
The reason I, I say that is because I always forget about that that two part series of Juan, and just having Juan those two episodes with Juan for me was enough to to redeem how slow book two was. Just those two episodes, like boop, popped it right up for me. Yeah, I mean, season two of Legend of Korra was was fire. It, it, three is really the one that really lost me, to be honest. The season three Legend of Korra is the worst book in all of the Avatar. And that's funny, franchise. too, because Zaheer is such a good bad guy, though. Uh, he is. And I'm surprised you said that, because I thought Zaheer was good enough to carry that, that episode. But there were very slow moments, inconsistent moments. There was times where I didn't know where they were going with the show. Like, I get it. Airbenders came back. Hooray. But I wasn't really sure where they were going with this. Like when, And then I was confused why an, airbat, why an airbender was a bad guy. But I guess I kind of got it towards the end. Yeah, I could see that. But Zaheer was a badass bad guy man i really liked to hear he was awesome he definitely was awesome yeah but get this what's up it is time for a death battle oh shit i missed these man oh yeah and get this tonight it's we've all been about avatar so why not bring back in avatar characters so tonight in the left corner we got Fire Lord Ozai. Okay. And in the right corner, we have Amon, Legend oh. of Korra. Who takes the fight? Who walks out? This Two people enter, one man leave. God. It is. This is such a debate on any Avatar forum anywhere. It really is. I it's have a, a pretty good debate. theory on who I think would win. Definitely want to hear yours first. Guests got to go first because I don't want to sway them. Okay, so let's just let's just get this out of the way right now. Amon can bloodbend any time of the week. There doesn't need to be a full moon. Correct. What, you said Amon, right? You didn't say Zaheer because I got Zaheer stuck right. in my head, right? Yep. Yep, Amon. So Amon can bloodbend any type of the week so he can, or any day of the week. So it doesn't matter, daytime, nighttime. So he can literally take control of Ozai at that point. And he can take his bending. And, and Amon has proven he's very skillful. He went up against some pretty badass benders and put them on their ass and took their bending immediately. Like he, they, There were literally no competition for him. However, Ozai is no pushover. We're talking about one of the most badass firebenders to ever live. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have a comet, right? So there's no comet in the sky giving him intensified firebending? Correct. I want to give him on the win here, and the only reason is is because of that blood bending and the ability that he can take away your bending with it. Like, it's it's lethal, and he kind of had so, Amon's fighting ability was kind of like an airbender. He did a lot of evasive movements. He wasn't an attacker per se. He he did a lot of evading and moving around. He was a waterbender, but he moved like an airbender. So. He was almost like the next best thing to being an avatar, but as a single bending element as the water. I have to give it to Amon, man. I have to. The, now, the get? only thing, the only thing that I do want to say is that well, back then when you, you just asked me, is that with the the, the sun, the, the comet? What I'm saying is that both of them at their strongest. So I'm talking last episode of Avatar versus Amon at his, his strongest. So do you, do you think... The Avatar fighting Amon, or the Avatar fighting Fire Lord Ozai, can be Amon's or no? You, you still think Amon takes it? 
I mean, he can control you with bloodbending, right? So, yeah, I mean, at some point, he's going to have to use that as a, as a defense. So, and, and, he, and he's proven against really good benders that he can totally take you over. Like, he can stop you. Um, so, Fire Lord Ozai was able to pretty much destroy Aang in his full-on Avatar state for a while. I mean, he held up for a long, long, long time. Whooping his ass until he finally had to spirit bend. Okay. So let's take that same thing into context. Jump to the future and Aang goes to fight Amon's dad. And Amon's bloodbend and all that shit. But as soon as he goes into his avatar state, what happened? He whooped his ass like it was literally a redheaded stepchild. So now, if if you take both those scenarios and you put them side by side... How much stronger could Amon really be than his dad? Because his dad was was known to be the strongest bloodbender in bloodbending history. So even Amon has said that his dad was stronger than him. And Aang easily whooped his ass. And Aang got his ass whooped by Fire Lord Ozai. That is why that simple fact right there on that episode of Legend of Korra is why I believe Fire Lord Ozai perfectly powered up would beat Amon in a fight. I think he would just overdo him. All the lightning, all the fire. That's why I believe he would win. So, are you still holding strong? So, here's here's how the ending of The Last Airbender went down. Aang could not go in the Avatar state because that chakra was blocked. He got hit by Azula with the lightning. The lightning blocked that chakra. He couldn't go in the Avatar state. Correct. Ozai hit him into a rock. It snapped his back. When Mm -hmm. Aang was inside that rock bubble that he created to keep Ozai from burning him to death, when Ozai went to grab Aang, Aang was in the Avatar state holding on to his beard. Did one of those airbending things, knocked Ozai on his ass into a wall. Ozai was running away at that point. Ozai was on the ropes. Not saying that he wasn't holding his own, but Aang had him running the entire time he was in the Avatar state. However, Aang could never pin him down. He couldn't get him mm-hmm. to stay still. Ozai was out running his ass. All Ozai mm-hmm. was trying to do at this point was evade until he tired himself out. Granted, Aang is 12. In Amon's time, he was like, what, 40? I don't know. Do you take into account that he was 12 versus 40 years old and was able to take on Amon's dad very quickly? I mean, you got some you got some things to think about on that part of it. That's right. There is two factors taking that fact into consideration. When he's younger, he's a lot more agile. But when he's older, he might be slower, but he's more tuned into his avatar state and his abilities. True. Um... I wouldn't say it would be a quick win for Amon. I think Ozai is gonna get his licks in. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a battle. But I still sure. feel like because Amon's gonna resort to what Amon's gonna resort to, he knows how to take your bending. He knows how to blood bend. That's all his objective is. If he sees somebody as powerful as Ozai, his immediate reaction is gonna be, I gotta take this man's bending, just like Aang did to Ozai. Amon's gonna do the same. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If Ozai has his bending. You're getting your ass whooped. There's only one option. You got to take it away. Amon, Amon would know that, so that's exactly what he would do. So I feel mm-hmm. like Amon would go for the win. Hey, either way, it'd be an epic battle, and it needs to happen. Someone needs to make a crossover episode. That way, we can see what it is. Hey, shout out to my boy Chad Deasy, the guy. But get this: stay classy. Mm-hmm.